Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Right, uh, we're going stateside now. Very, very cool to t- talk to the beat writers as we do. And today we've got Ed Easton Jr. He is a Kansas City Chiefs beat writer, podcast host. He's up to his eyeballs in Kansas City Chiefs. And he joins us now, Ed. I'm so pleased we get to talk to you because you won. You won. Hey, Steffi, thank you for the invite, man. And yeah, it was a big win for the Chiefs. Did you expect that to, to be to be like that because a lot of people thought the Chiefs run was going to come to an end you know that's been the uh, talk especially during the offseason and just the different things that have been going on with the team and not seeing improvements on offense regarding wide receivers and just the same efficiency they see in the past and a lot of the uh, people that have watched the Chiefs over the last couple of years have been spoiled by how great Mahomes has been and just bailing the team out putting up the big points doing the amazing plays this season was a little different. The defense uh, pretty much led the way. So it changed the dynamic of the team. Some people didn't see him as such a powerhouse. And then you had a team like Baltimore, which had all the offense, all the momentum. So it was a uh, big surprise for most people. But, uh, you know, for me, I've been following the team throughout. You've seen that they, they never really bought into it. They were always positive about what was going on, even during the bad times. There's a, there's a team that's sort of comparable in New Zealand in our rugby, and it's the Crusaders. And they can play, not brilliantly this season, but they're a playoff team. I feel like Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs have got that moniker as well. He's playoff Pat, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's um, always up for these big moments, and he loves the criticism. Everyone's talking about he never won a road uh, postseason game heading into this postseason, and he won back-to-back in huge hostile territories in Buffalo and in Baltimore. So he loves these moments. This is big for him. There was a lot of talk um, coming out of America that they thought if Patrick Mahomes played quarterback for the Ravens instead of Lamar Jackson, the Ravens win that game. Is he that good? You know what? He is that good. It's just the mentality that he has. And I know a lot of people that watch the game, Sometimes, yes, he he gets a little hot-headed on the sidelines, but when it comes down to those big moments where you have to make a big play, whether it's running or finding that open receiver, he's very cool and collected. He knows his teammates. He knows what they're able to do. He's willing to take those different chances. Now, that's not a a knock against Lamar Jackson. I mean, I believe he's going to be the league MVP. Uh, We'll find out sometime in the next two weeks, but... Patrick Mahomes is a different type of breed. He knows he wants to win. He'll do whatever it takes. He has trust in his players. It's such a big thing. Uh, just an example of that, the, the play to end the game to Marquez Valdez-Scantling down the field, the receiver was struggling the entire season, and he never gave up on him. And guess who makes the uh, AFC Championship clinching play? Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So that's just Mahomes' mentality. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson doesn't have that, but Mahomes just finds a way to make everyone better. 
I want you to glance at the other game on the other side where Detroit, at, I think they were 21-7 at one point. And yes. Detroit's my second team. Bills is my first. I'm just laying it out on the table. I thought it was going to be the Bills year for the first time in just about forever. A very good ah. friend of mine, she'd paid to go to San Francisco to watch her Detroit Lions. And at 21-7, I text her and I said, Let's go, Lions, and they capitulated. What happened in that game? Well, you know what? Uh, I first want to say I, I apologize that you had to you had to sit through that. That was a <laughs> uh, a rough watch if you are a, a Lions fan. But um, what I will say, that game, the 49ers are a very good team. So you got to put that out there. You got Christian McCaffrey. Brock Purdy is more than just a game manager. He knows how to win in big moments. And you're at you're on the road if you're Detroit. You're on the road. You have a team like the 49ers down. You gotta keep the pressure on. And this was the first game I think I've seen all season where Detroit really didn't continue with their game plan. They kind of just were playing almost not to lose. You know, the the aggressive nature in which they usually play didn't show up until the end of the game, which probably cost them a little bit. And uh, Dan Campbell's under a lot of fire because of the decision not to kick the field goal and to go for it on fourth down when it's a situation where you need to tie the game just to extend it, that's going to come back to haunt them with a lot of coaching decisions at the end. But uh, this is a talented squad, and uh, there's a good chance they could be back in the situation next year. So into Super Bowl, I know we're a couple of weeks away yet, but if the 49ers said, Ed Easton Jr., we're going to give you $3 million, tell us how we beat the Chiefs. What will the scouting report be on the Chiefs, how the Niners can get it done over Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs? Well, I definitely appreciate $3 million, but uh, I will say <laughs> that the uh, the scouting report against a team like the Chiefs is you want to make sure you get as much pressure on Patrick Mahomes as possible. Uh, it's, it's always being said, but you have to look at how good the offensive line of the Chiefs is. You have a guy like Creed Humphrey, first-time All-Pro. Uh, Joe Tooney won't be available most likely for the game due to injury, but he's also a great offensive lineman. The teams have had success, and uh, I go back to the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady got the win over, over Mahomes. It was all about putting pressure on him, getting to him, hitting him a little bit, doing whatever you can to attack him. Because Mahomes is one of those players that if he has just the extra bit of time, he's going to make you pay whether he's running the football or he's finding Travis Kelsey who finds a way to get open. Sometimes Kelsey runs away from the route that they originally planned and he just looks at Pat's eyes, and they just have this connection that a lot of defenses can't figure out. So if you're able to just get in Mahomes' face and just throw him off even a little bit, it helps your chances. But uh, that would be the, the best-case scenario. Um, Tampa Bay kind of set out the template for how to really get to him and how to make it tough. We're talking to Ed Easton Jr. at Kansas City Beef. I can see my producer, Sammy Hewitt, just put his headphones on, which usually means he's got a couple of questions for you, Sammy. Well, you mentioned it at the start of the show, Steph. A lot of talk about Brock Purdy and uh, being as, as young, and he was drafted. They call it Mr. Irrelevant, Steph, because he was the last pick of, uh, of his draft class, and now he's going to be playing in a Super Bowl. But on the other side, um, Ed, uh, in their first Super Bowl, uh, Taylor Swift. Her first season with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, she is going to a Super Bowl. We think that is the big question. Can she make it from Japan to Las Vegas uh, in, what is it, 17 hours or something to make it in time for the uh, for the Super Bowl? Well, I, I believe that is probably one of the biggest questions heading into the Super Bowl outside of the actual team's play. <laughs> but 
the belief is that she will make it. Uh, you know, that seems to be the indication from the different sources that are saying that they are close to her people and in regards to her plans, but uh, she does intend to be there, so it should be interesting. Can you can you tell us as a as a someone who you know follows the NFL very closely and and obviously the Kansas City Chiefs, just I guess how you viewed the whole thing this year? Like it's really taken over. Certainly, people who don't pay as much attention to the NFL, but even those who do, it's like it's just invaded your social media feeds. I mean, every Kansas City Chiefs game, there just seems to be more about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey than there is about the game itself. As a football writer. Is that a little bit annoying, or have you sort of embraced the storyline this year? You know, I've actually embraced it. Uh, just the it's it just become such a part of the fabric of this team, especially for this season. And I, I think one of the best things about it is Kel, um, Travis isn't really shy about you know saying that hey, you know, she's coming to the game. Um, he's never had a moment where he's like, okay, don't look at her. She's not afraid to be seen in the suites, enjoying herself. Um, it, it's become just the norm in, in regards to Kansas City fans. They've embraced her. Chiefs Kingdom has fully embraced her. I can see other teams probably being annoyed by it, especially like Buffalo uh, a couple of weeks ago. It, it's it's going to be something that they just have to get used to. I mean, these are two people living their lives out in the open. Uh, she is one of the biggest stars in the world, and he's one of the greatest football players to play in terms of tight ends. He might be one of the greatest of all time. So this is something that I've gotten used to with covering the team and knowing that that's probably going to be a part of my story going into each game. But uh, it's, it's okay. I, I, I don't have an issue with it, but I know there are many that, uh, that do, especially on social media. I know Steph's a, a massive Swifty, so he, he's been loving it this year. What, um, tell us what was happening with... Uh, Just, Shut up, Ju- Sammy. Shut up, <laughs> I am not. Tell us what was going on with um, Justin Tucker and, uh, and Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes in the pregame. A little, uh, little bit of niggle. Well, you know, that, that's actually one of the fun things you see. And, and this happens a lot more often than people notice. And obviously, it's the AFC Championship game, so it's going to be cameras everywhere. People are going to notice these little things. Uh, Justin Tucker is doing his uh, warm-ups. It just happens to be in the same area that uh, the Chiefs were warming up with Patrick Mahomes. That's his usual routine. And it, it was kind of like a big, uh, okay, well, who's going to flinch first? Who's going to move first? And Justin Tucker being the uh, kicker in their home stadium, he probably assumed that the Chiefs would move a little to the side. And and I think they were more playful about the situation than it kind of came off as. And uh, Travis jumping in as well and, uh, you know, showing his uh, input on regarding wanting Mahomes to get his chance to work his regular routine. I think it was playful. Uh, A lot of people are going to read into it a little more. But these little things happen when the guys are warming up early. It's just football stuff. Mm. The uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you, Ed, you know, when when the Patriots won as many Super Bowls as they did, and and obviously Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and you know people labelled them as that sort of great dynasty. And when it ended, people sort of thought that that wouldn't really be seen again in football. You know, just in terms of how hard it is to have a roster year in year out when guys want to get paid and you know they want to go where the money is greatest and all that sort of stuff. It's hard to keep them all together. And people say that that may not really happen again. Yet here the Chiefs are, you know, fourth Super Bowl in five years. Patty Mahomes basically makes it every single year. Um, what is it, A, about the Kansas City Chiefs um, that has made them so consistent over the years? And, and B, is that going to be able to be replicated yet again? Or, or is it just really, you know, when you look at the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs, it's just two absolute abnormal stories that we'll probably never see again? Well, I could definitely say, um, you know, what the Patriots did was amazing. And this is going on for 
it was going on for pretty much well over a decade. But uh, seeing the way the Chiefs have done it, the main ingredient has been Andy Reid and the culture that he hasn't put into this franchise. Uh, Andy Reid, probably one of the most underappreciated coaches before his uh, stop in Kansas City, from all the great teams he had in Philadelphia that just always came up short. He always had this culture of of uh, building up his players and allowing the players to express themselves. That's one of the biggest things that you see on the Chiefs team. Uh, a guy like Travis Kelsey, who has all the expression in the world, as you guys see on the field and off the field. Patrick Mahomes as well. Uh, a guy like Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, let's put it in perspective. He was a seventh-round pick uh, during the 2022 draft, and he's a starting running back and one of key, key components to their offense. And what made him so successful is that he's able to be himself. He's able to be, um, you know, just that guy they need to just have that edge, that extra attitude. Andy Reid allows the players to be themselves. And it's the culture that they've had where, hey, I'm going to trust you to just get the job done, but you can still be the person that you are. You don't have to feel like you're stuck within the franchise's mindset of you. You don't have to feel too buttoned up. He is big on that, and the players love it. The players love playing for him. And that's why you see so many of them wanting to stay, wanting to work out deals, wanting to do different things to keep this train going. So, um, Travis Kelsey, I keep bringing him up, but he's one of those examples where he could have made a lot more money elsewhere. But he wants to play with Patrick Mahomes. He wants to play in this system, playing for Andy Reid. So that's one of the biggest reasons why there's that continuity and why the team is is there every single year. You talk about six straight years in the AFC Championship game. But will it ever happen again? It'll be tough. Uh, just like you said, free agency and a different transactions and things that can't happen in regards to what players want to make money-wise – it makes it tough, but uh, the the way that we are watching this Chiefs team, it's it's kind of a once in a lifetime type of situation. We got to just appreciate the moment. We're talking to Ed Easton Jr. Ed, I've got, I want one more comment from you, but before I ask for that, people need to avail themselves of your podcast because Kansas City they are one half of Super Bowl. So, what's the name of your podcast? How can we listen? Because I think you're going to be putting a lot of stuff up in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's the Chiefs Wire podcast uh, with USA Today. It's um, We just break down everything that's going on before each game. Um, we have celebrities on. We have uh, anybody that loves Chiefs Kingdom. We get their opinions on things, current players, former players. Um, I, I speak to everybody that's just all about the Chiefs and every, pretty much getting you set up for what's going to happen in the upcoming week's game. So it's the uh, Chiefs Wire podcast. It's available everywhere podcasts are brilliant the last thing is i've often said uh, and i've been in sports broadcasting for a long long time of all the sports in the world i feel like the nfl get it right in the fact that it gives the fans because the season's not enormous it's like four months you get a chance to miss it and when you miss it you can't wait for it to start again and you've got, in the nicest possible way, you've got rabid fans who are just gagging to get back into the next season. In other sports, it's almost 11 months a year. You never get a chance to miss it. Would, your comment on that, and would you want any change to the NFL scheduling and that sort of stuff, or do you think you got it pretty right? You know, I think the NFL has got it right. Um, they had a change uh, not too long ago, I would say about two years ago, changing to have it be a 17-game uh, regular season instead of 16 games. So they've known that these little changes here and there help, but fans are into it. Uh, the players are, you know, have adjusted to 
this recent schedule change where you're seeing more availability of the games on different networks and different days, different times, this time span in which they play, it, it kind of gives each game means so much in the NFL. And that's, that's part of the charm of it. You know that if you miss this game or if you miss this moment, you're never going to see it again. And, and it's just one of those things that make the NFL stand out from other sports and other leagues, I should say. It's just it's it's such a uh, it's such a moment that you don't want to take for granted because you want to see this game you want to see this matchup whether it was Mahomes and Brady a couple years ago because Brady might retire um, you want to see that the all the great young quarterbacks have their moments against each other because these moments may not happen again so the way the the games are set up where you don't know you know it, it's not always the same schedule unless you're in a division every year it, it adds an extra extra kick to your uh, viewing experience. So I, I think the NFL knows what they're doing in regards to reaching out to their audience and keeping everybody invested. Ed Easton Jr., it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today. I wish your Chiefs all the best now that the Lions and more particularly the Bills are gone. I'll, I'll even let myself cheer for them because you've taken time to chat to us today. I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. We'll stay in touch. All right, definitely. Thank you. Ed Easton there. Oh, fantastic. I love talking to the American uh, sports journos about their teams, Kansas City Chiefs. Do check out his podcast and you'll, you'll become a bit familiar, more familiar with his team. Uh, and do, do remember that um, the Cav on College Hill there in Ponsonby, they've got 16 big screens, they've got chicken wings, they've got pork belly bites, they've got Budweiser buckets, you can do that. For the rest of the country, if you want to catch your NFL, you can get Game Pass on DAZN, D-A-Z-N. Uh, you visit nfldazone.com forward slash NFL. Have a little look. If you're a massive NFL fan, uh, fan, that's what you want to surround yourself with. That's our NFL chat for now. We are live at uh, NZB's Karaka Yearling Sales. They're on right now at the Karaka Sales Centre, nzb.co.nz. Karaka 2024, where winning begins. We'll take a very quick break. I'll be back. A few text messages to get through, etc.